Lagos Talks 91.3 and Corporate Shepherds presents the man of the hour. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome I.D. Enang. This is Navigate with I.D. Enang. This is Navigate with I.D. Welcome, my dear friends and very distinguished listeners to Navigate with I.D. It's a good place to say Happy New Month. We all made it to this very closure of a month. It's the month of December. And a big shout out to all December babies and um, men and women who are marking their plus anniversaries, plus birthdays, plus one in every regard. The Lord himself will keep you all. Friends, this is a very critical month and I want to bring Today's topic will be an interesting one, and it probably will take us into the new year. Talking about career transitions. So just thinking about it, um, I just said to myself, in this month, a lot of things are going to be happening. And we are speaking specifically about the careers. So in terms of this career transitioning, I want to look at four different perspectives or four different, if you may, probabilities. And um, if you are one of those who are currently in employment, you're an employee or you're running in one form or the other, being supportive and providing a service uh, in a particular place, in whatever capacity, then you are an employee. So I want to look at four different transition elements that may happen to four different people in different ways. Number one, there are people this month, December into the new year, is a period where some people unfortunately will lose their jobs. Some will get promoted. Some will be where they are. That is, no promotion. They're not due. They're just maintaining. And some that either two thought they will be due for promotion will get passed over. So I believe those four scenarios will be happening to somebody somewhere and some people now if two of these happen to you then you are in a serious space um and there's possibility that two could happen you were meant to have a promotion and you were passed over and then management quickly turned around and said get promoted so there's a possibility there's also a possibility that someone gets fired or loses the job and the person is called back. There's a possibility I've seen that happen, but may not come back in the full capacity, but may come back as contract. So sometimes people lose their jobs and they are taken on as contract staff. So, friends, we're just looking at career transitions. And um, these transitions, I just want to speak to them because they are real. It's a business school, and we've been taking ourselves through leadership passages. And I think this is one that will be apt at a time like this. So this isn't about losing just any job or being passed over for a position that wasn't of much interest to you. Rather, it's about being laid off or fired from a company to which you dedicated so many years of your life, no matter how small. Or it could be about not receiving a promotion you are targeted for some time, an opportunity that rarely comes around. Or it could just be that you are in a maintenance mode or, better still, 
that you found yourself in that old threshold. In other words, when you look at this particular transition or passage, it involves a huge career disappointment. One that will shake someone to the core. Now, although it was once unusual, this particular passage is increasingly common as companies restructure, reorganize, or seek to reduce employment costs. Or better still, they talk about driving efficiencies. Friends, we are down to the wire. This would be one month where a lot of these things would happen. Now, for companies that are possibly running a January-December calendar, um, I'm talking financial calendar, and where they need to close the year, there's a very slim chance that come January, you know, they need to do some layoffs, and they are going to start now. There are some that they will need to restructure so they get into the new year uh, being a bit more nimble and they think or believe that they'll be more efficient. And at the same time, as some have been taken out, some get promoted. Some others get given bigger jobs, come and they get elevated. So different strokes, different folks. Where are you going to sit? Where will you be in this whole melee? Are you one of those sitting down and you're wondering what's going to happen to you at the end of this month? And you hear this is a time where rumors, you know, the gangway, you see little clusters of people, one, two, three, four, sitting in corners, and then even in the main room, one or two in quiet, confidential whispers, um, gist will be flowing. Do you know what's happening here? Everybody, you know, picks up the level of sensitivity, the earlobes are all open. Everybody's looking for what's dropping, what's happening. Whilst management at this time will be watched, you know, and everybody's watching management like hawks. When you find two, three directors or where they are meeting consistently, you really want to know, so what's going on? This is a point in which personal assistants are very careful. They don't go to lunch. They are avoiding their colleagues. They don't want to go into, you know, closets where people are going to put them on the spot to say, hey, what's going on? Tell me, what's going on? You don't want to be in the spot or spotlight. All kinds of things will be going on in different companies, different locations, different spaces. Why? Because of the nature of this period. Now, when the economy is tanking and not doing so well, businesses are struggling, there is the need to either right-size or drive efficiency. Friends, psychologically and emotionally, this particular passage taxes one's resolve and resilience. It's never a great time to be. And so on this particular occasion, I am sitting within the construct of having witnessed a lot of those kind of moments. Um, the good news is that, uh, you know, I never got fired. Neither was I ever laid off, thankful. Um, but then I cannot say that I was not part of a process that had to get people laid off. That I'll be lying through my very self. And God forbid that I'll, I'll be living, you know, a, a, a life of a lie. This kind of moments are always very tough, even on the part of management. Because you don't want to let people go. Their families, so many families are tied to so many people. But 
here you have to make a decision. The business is bleeding. The business cannot continue at this rate and at this pace. So what do you do? You need to right size. You need to look at efficiencies. And here they are, they're still coasting and they're about to get into a new year. I don't know how budgets are going to be put in. In my little small space, it's tough to put a budget together because the inflows have not been flowing. But the outflows are a lot more than the inflows. So what do you do? It's an existential state where you have to ask yourself tough questions. And here you are looking at a group of people just tearing up faces and you know that the way the business is going, we need to shed some weight. And not just shedding weight, you're asking yourself, okay, we need to drop some products. We need to drop some services. We need to drop some lines. We need to do some things differently, whatever. However, something needs to give. So on the other side of the employee, there are four different kinds of people. Those who will keep their jobs and maintain their roles. Some who will get promoted. Others who may have been promised at the beginning of the year or last year that come 2024, you'll be stepping into this role. Now they are going to be bypassed. And then there are some of them that may likely lose their jobs. It's psychologically and emotionally draining. It will tax, tax your resolve and your resilience. It is extraordinarily difficult for very many successful leaders to get their minds around the fact that they lost out to another candidate. For example, for those who are seeking for jobs or that they were let go. It is very ego deflating in some cases, and sometimes it challenges their sense of self. So, friends, this passage can create tremendous anger, bitterness, betrayal, and all of these feelings can stop leadership growth in its tracks. We are often called in at moments like this to help coach senior leaders in the middle of this kind of passage. Sometimes um, you get called in to speak to individuals and find a way to help them understand why. And the way this is done, those that are being let go are given an opportunity where they are more or less placed on a certain dimension of training to support them as they are being released. So it's never a great and a nice place to be. And so, friends, it's important that as we look at the career transition and these passages that I've talked about, that every one of us should just prepare ease our minds and begin to ask, what do I do and how do I move through? As tough as it may sound, it can be very disheartening. Now, I know that when you go through a certain passage where the organization would like to engage in conversations, and those conversations are meant to create emotional stability, if people are not well managed, it could be emotionally wrenching. Like every other passage in life or in career-mindedness, 
this particular adversity helps people become more, more effective because when they come out of it, they get to understand why things need to be done. But not everybody accepts it during that process of going through. And I'm speaking particularly to those who were either saved by the bell or managed to get promoted. Now, these other people who either were skipped or kept are asked to leave, typically will go through their own emotional roller coaster. And it could be a tough one. But I want you to understand that this is the kind of place where if you have a friend, if you have a brother, sister, colleague who is currently going through any of these passages, I want you to understand that if he or she makes the right choices and avoids extreme negative emotions, he or she can emerge from the passage as a more viable candidate for a better position than they ever imagined they were in. It all depends on the mindset. I mean, you've read people, the likes of Steve Jobs, who went through such great challenges. Um, there's a gentleman called James McKenney, who was the chairman and CEO of 3M in those days. If I remember very well, he went through such. And Steve Jobs, of course, as CEO and chairman of Apple. When at a certain time you lose your job, and then you find yourself out of that space, but you bounce back. There are successful leaders who have endured the pain of this kind of passage of losing their jobs, only to go on to other senior leadership roles, stronger and more determined and more insightful as a result of that setback. So it is a setback. It is not a final stop. It is just momentary. And you know some, something, friends, the key for you and I is to view the adverse circumstances with perspective and insight. And so this brings me to a situation where we'll have a bit of what I'll call a case study. Let's look at a case of two scenarios, the scenario of reaction and versus the scenario of reflection. To help us gain some perspective and insights, we can look at two different leaders we have encountered, you know, in the course of a senior leadership program that was put together by David Dulwich, Norman Walker, and James Noel. And these leaders went through this particular passage. So let's call the first person James. James reaction or how James reacted. Let's use James as an example. James was a senior executive with one of the biggest corporations in the country. He had worked for this company for more than 20 years and he had done well receiving a series of promotions that helped him become the head of a function. And so when a particular general manager retired and there was an opening, James immediately told his boss that he would you know, like to vie for the job. Like many executives, James had thought a lot about running a business, and this was the opportunity. He lobbied hard to obtain the GM position, and the CEO told him he was definitely a candidate. His colleagues and co-workers assured him it was 
a no-brainer. No one in the company or organization was as qualified for the job or had worked so long and so well for the company, but James Shirley was a man. He was a man that was ready and would be rewarded for not just doing well for his loyalty. But you know what? It wasn't. The job went to an ex external candidate. James was at first humiliated, then outraged. He felt betrayed. He didn't know how he could show his face at work with any confidence since everyone knew that he had been passed over by the company or organization. James felt strongly, this is the end of my career. At least in this company, how can I expect my direct reports to respect me after something like this? How can I expect my team to still believe in me after something like this? Nonetheless, he showed up at work after the announcement and immediately encountered the chairman and CEO in the elevator. Unable to contain his rage, he confronted the CEO and indirectly accused him of being misleading. Those are emotions running rife. He also said he felt it might be difficult for him to trust the company or its leadership ever again. The CEO said he understood and exited the elevator when he stopped. An inherently melodramatic leader, James then told the company's HR head that he was considering filing an age discrimination lawsuit because the person selected for the job was seven years younger than he was. He continued in his negative mindset in working for his new boss and not surprisingly was eventually terminated, suffering two losses as a result. That was James. Now let's look at another personality called Jessica. Now these names are fictitious, but for the purpose of our case study, as this is a business school. So let's look at Jessica and how this Jessica reflected, or Jessica's reflections. Jessica was also passed over for a promotion, same way that James was. Though she hadn't worked at her company for as long as James, she too had a hard set on a promotion. A manager of manager's position. More than that, her boss had promised it to her, assuming that she would reach a series of goals, which she in fact did. In her mind, Jessica saw this as an opportunity to separate herself from the managerial pack. Remember, this job was a manager of manager's position. For three years, Jessica had been traveling at least two days a week to achieve one of the goals her boss had established by improving customer relationships. Not only had she traveled extensively, but she also put in long hours, but had told her co-workers and friends that she was going to receive this promotion. One day, Jessica's boss called her into her office and broke the bad news. In a succession planning review, one of the key influential senior people in the company had problems with Jessica getting the position. A confrontation several months before between the two of them had disappointed him and he was blocking her promotion. Jessica's boss told her 
she was embarrassed by the senior executive's political interference. But that, for now, the decision could not be reversed. Our boss reiterated that she felt Jessica was doing a great job and that she would do everything in her power to promote her when another opportunity presented itself. At first, Jessica was as angry as James. Unlike James, however, she didn't allow her anger and emotions to shape her reactions to her boss. During that initial conversation, she had a negative impulse to lash out reactively, but was able to contain it and to overcome it. Nodding her head instead, she admitted quietly that she was disappointed. Still, she was tempted to quit, that is, leave the company. Jessica felt that her boss didn't fight hard enough for her. How many of you always feel this way? And she wasn't sure if she wanted to work in a company where a top executive could roadblock her career because of one incident. For a few weeks, Jessica struggled with the decision. She thought a lot about it and talked several times with a former supervisor who had recently retired from the company. She also spoke to her mentor, who knew Jessica's boss very well. That one assured her that her boss meant what she said, that she was as honest as she was politically astute equally, that she knew that she would work to get Jessica the promotion she deserved, as long as it didn't compromise her politically. That's something to underline. Their discussions helped Jessica recognize that one reason she didn't receive the promotion was her political naivety. For years, Jessica had disdained office politics and had never made an effort to form relationships with senior executives. I hope all of you are listening to me. If she had, our mentor said she might have been able to overcome the resistance of the executive who prevented her from getting the new position or promotion. Though Jessica remained angry about being passed over, the anger gradually diminished, and she realized her greatest opportunity to obtain the promotion she desired was to stay with the company and the culture she knew well, at least for another year. During this time, she decided to work hard at being more of a networker to establish greater support among senior executives and to channel our achievement drive into improving our relationship with the executive who blocked her promotion. Rather than avoid him, she sought opportunities to interact with that same man, including serving together on an HR project team. It took two years, but when a subsequent opening occurred, she was promoted to a manager of managers' job in another division. Now, friends, James reacted. Jessica reflected, despite appearances to the contrary. Businesses and business run 
on emotions. Skilled leaders learn to channel their emotions productively, no matter how daunting the task. Under the threat of being passed over, being stalled or blocked, high achievers always and often want to take immediate action to affect the situation. And that action is often very negative. Friends, if you are passed over or lose your job, your immediate response will be negative. You are likely to beat someone else up or beat yourself up. I hope not physically. In either case, you are not in a mood to absorb the learning this passage or transition contains. At worst, at the very worst, friends, your anger will get you fired or cause you to burn bridges. And those bridges could be burned forever. Then think at best. I always tell people there's the best case and there's a worst case scenario. So, at best, your ego will be deflated and you will make more difficult the continual challenge of leadership to develop self-confidence and astute observations about situations and people. Friends, we'll be right back on the second half. We just need to pay some bills and I hope you will stay tuned. This is Navigate with ID. Welcome back, my dear friends. It's still Navigate with ID, your business school on radio. Friends, we've been looking at a very interesting uh, subject and that had to do with career transition, especially during this period. We kind of painted, you know, four different scenarios. The first one is a scenario where some people would naturally get promoted and that's a, a place of hooray, while some uh, will lose their jobs, some will remain where they are, and some will be bypassed, or they'll be passed over for promotion. These are four scenarios and four likely probabilities, especially in this end of year and in this season. These are essentially passages that will bring about psychological and emotional um, trauma, if you may, because folks will be taxed with some place on resilience, some resolving to do stuff. And this passage itself can create tremendous anger, bitterness, betrayal, and there could be feelings that, you know, could even stop leadership growth in its track. And so to that extent, in the first half, what I did was to share a tale of two characters who went through the same kind of process and one was reacting while the other reflected. So it was about James reacting versus a Jessica who reflected. And we saw both of them come through. And, of course, James had the wrong end of the stick because of his attitude. Dealing with this passage of losing a job or not getting a promotion that ultimately impacted him, Yes, Jessica went through the same motions in a similar but different way, but she was able to bring herself together and ultimately got promoted after two years. Friends, the reflection and conversation that have come through in these passages will prove very useful here. And it's to let you know that this particular stretch that we have, more than one promising career, pathway will come through for no reason other than 
everyone has something to do with managing emotions and impulses. Some people will never recover from being fired or being passed over or even being promoted. Even if they eventually do secure their jobs and promotions, those memories and emotions stick. Psychologically, they remain mired in the anger, bitterness, and self-flagellation that is common to this particular space or transition in career. We regularly encounter executives who are fueled by hostile urges and they developed years of going through treatment and all kinds simply because of this passage. So it's important that, you know, if you are going through any of those passages or platforms that I've mentioned, you need to take time to analyze the adverse event that took place and articulate your feelings and concerns about it. This is a very serious period. And we all know different strokes, different folks, different things will be happening within this last year end and into the new year. So what do I consider to be the signs that we need to be worried about? Now, and I want to let you understand that very many people enter this passage having failed before. And this passage of staying in a space of self-denial could lead to self-destruction. I'm talking about career here. Now, this particular passage comes with that impression when people have said, I have come through this before. But it's different in the sense that what takes place here is often psychologically devastating. Where a sea change occurs in a way that ambitious people view their companies when they are passed over for a key promotion or let go. For years, these same people would have represented and championed the cause of the company its people and its values. Then overnight, they just believe they have become the object of the company's scorn. They develop so much hate and bellyache for the company, or at least some go into a state of indifference. Just as significantly being passed over or let go is beyond their control. With some failures, they are, may have contributed to their own issues. And this is where we have to be honest with each other and I want to make that balance sit in. This is not to say that people don't go through stuff, but you must be able to analyze and articulate your feelings and concerns and manage your emotions. That's why I said, if you look at yourself critically, could you have also contributed to the challenge you're facing? But it's someone else's problem because you think that that person decided that you should be terminated or not get the job, or not get the promotion, the decision always feels as capricious and uncontrollable as fate. And so, in this window of transition, particularly at senior levels, it can be very disconcerting. It is more likely to challenge you if you have any of the following traits, or you are in any of the following situations. So I'm going to paint some situations for you that you must take as signs which you must work, work totally against. And everything will revolve into a space where you are able to bring yourself out of the doldrums. 
Now, a situation where you see your job being the essence of your identity. To some extent, who you are is defined by what you do. A lot of problems surface in this passage, however, when somebody's primary self-definition revolves around work, which is not unusual given the time demands and all the psychic rewards that senior executives especially experience. When your friends are all related to your business activities, your leisure time is all absorbed by networking or business transaction, and the social activities in which you participate involve in your company or industry or carry a business agenda, your identity has narrowed significantly. You know what happens? As a result, you are emotionally vulnerable to any downturn in your career. Being passed over or fired is the ultimate downturn, and it is difficult to recover from this setback. I have had to manage two or so executives uh, to take them through some very serious coaching sessions, and I'm happy to announce that they bounce back. It is critical that you have an experienced coach to help you, because if you are at the top there, everything about your life is about the business and the work you do. Your self-definition revolves around your work, your friends, your networking, your absorbed, your leisure time is all work, your business activities, your transaction, your social activities, everything involves people in your company, your industry, or you always carry a business agenda. Your identity has narrowed significantly. And that same company or business then fires you or they drop you like a pack of cards. What happens? In the same vein, when everybody would expect that you will be the next X, that X stands for anything from executive director to managing director to whatever position it is, and for some reason, you are passed over or there's a downturn. It is difficult to recover from this setback, let alone learn anything from it. You know, it's important to say this, that many times, many executives don't recover well from setbacks. One, because even the communities where they live and the suburbs, people would have known that this senior corporate executive lives here. And all of a sudden, this person is no longer in that place. I don't know why you allow your job absorb you so much that you feel everybody is looking at you. People are living their lives. Live yours. It is not the end of the world that you don't get that job, you don't get that director role, you don't get that appointment, you don't get whatever it is, that promotion does not in any way belittle you. I want you to understand that it's just for you to have your mind and your head reset. And then when you understand that at the point where you are fired or passed over for a promotion, you cannot be taking this as a setback alone. Just look at it as one of those things that happen and it can be tough. Especially where your life has revolved around everything concerning your job. I know. This particular individual will feel like he can't show up again at the golf course 
He cannot go out to dinner without people observing and pitying him. He cannot take a walk on the streets like he used to do. Why? Because he's been fired. Why are you doing all of that to yourself? Nobody's noticing you, my friend. You are the one drawing attention to your head, your mind, and yourself. Wake up, smell the coffee, and move on. This is about a passage. It's not a destination. It's not the end of the world. Actually, it's the beginning of new and great things that will happen. And so what is the second sign of self-destruction if you find yourself in this situation? The second situation you could find yourself when you have excessive self-confidence. You know, a lot of leaders have sizable egos. And sometimes leaders need sizable egos. At the same time, some people have healthy egos and others have unhealthy ones. The latter group views any criticism or defeat as a personal affront. For them, it's never just business. Being fired or passed over is the ultimate personal insult and some leaders can plunge into minor depression afterwards or respond with great vindictiveness and fury. In either case, the learning is more difficult to obtain. What is the third scenario? Long tenure with one company. Listen, the longer you have been with an organization, the more difficult it is psychologically to deal with being terminated or passed over unless you have worked to prepare yourself. Very many of you are at that space now. You have worked for this company for a long time. You keep looking out of the window. Civil servants, private sector, public sector, whatever. Long tenure with one organization or one company. The more difficult it is psychologically to deal with being terminated or passed over unless you have worked to prepare yourself. After an extended period of time, some leaders continue to believe in the rapidly disappearing psychological contract of years ago that their company owes them for their years of service and their loyalty will be reciprocated. Friends, this is really the case today in a performance-based competitive marketplace. Not just competitive marketplace. The marketplace is very challenged. Some companies work hard to foster the illusion that employees are family, and only the most dire economic circumstances would create conditions for termination. But future economic conditions and company response are increasingly unpredictable. Nobody knows what the company is going to say. They might wrap their hands around you. And it's all a function of leadership. The leaders are the ones that can cushion or make this very sore. You may have even witnessed these events happening to co-workers, but rationalized why they took place. When it happens to you, though, it is shocking. You know, when it's happening to another person, you're able to say, hey, yeah, when it happens to you, you will hear, you will feel it. The impact comes seriously. It seems unfair. When your own fault has been loyalty and long service, you ask yourself, but I've been serving them for these years. So they mean I cannot do this job. This job that I've, I've been here for 20 years, I've been here for 25 years, and you go and bring somebody from outside to come and take on this role of X or Y. Why, why can't I be the person? Listen, in this 
circumstances, you are highly vulnerable to feelings of bitterness and vindictiveness. And that, in a way, can stymie your leadership growth. I have coached many executives through this passage. And what I always say to them, and my goal to them is, let go. Do you know something? I know that I always say this. When I'm speaking to them, I haven't been fired before. I haven't experienced a case of termination. But yes, I've also experienced a situation where it was time for your promotion and you didn't get it. So what? Just let go. But when I decide to work, I tell people that I don't look back. And all the companies I served and moved on to other jobs or roles, I never look back at my previous. Why? Because I am not Lot, L-O-T, Uncle Lot. Go and ask the wife. She became a pillar of salt. What are you looking back at? Just let go and move on. Stop looking at the past. That's the past. The future is ahead of you. When you get couched in that, bitterness will stay inside your system and that bitterness could end up hurting you and destroying not just your future, but you start having health issues. Beware. This job is not a destination. It's not your final bus stop. So don't die before your time because they didn't promote you or they didn't elevate you or because they sacked you or because they terminated your appointment. Go back and ask yourself, why did I not make the court? Or why was I fired? If you're fired on ethical grounds, then go back and nurse your wounds and tell yourself, I will not steal again. Or I will not do shady business again. Many get terminated. And there are some that are even emboldened to go back and see continue stealing. So, what are you doing to yourself? Let me paint another situation. And if you are in any of these situations, you know you have to pull yourself out or you self-destruct. When performance issues are cited as the cause of the action. Now, if you are terminated or passed over for non-performance reasons, it is much easier to make it through this passage without enormous emotional upset because you were warned. That is assuming that you have a performance management process in your company. Some companies don't have any performance management system, PMS. They just hire, fire, tell you are not doing well because the manager does not like your face or he or she is not from your tribe. Those nonsense things that happen in some cases. But most of the time, friends, you would have known. They would have given you the warnings. The warnings would have been coming, but you would not take judicial Reference, you will not take heed. When the blue comes, you say, oh, because they hit me. No. When performance issues are cited as the cause of the action, it is much easier to make it through this passage without enormous emotional upset. If you are part of a large downsizing triggered by an economic downturn, like will be happening and like will may be happening now, that will be happening in the course, it's a natural there is no year that there isn't downsizing. There is no year that people are not let go. You are not the only one. It happens across country, across continents, across businesses, across organizations, across everything. Now, downsizing that is triggered by an economic downturn or you don't receive a promotion because a new leader has hired a former associate 
and the political nature of people's decisions are obvious, you are less likely to become stuck in an anger stage. However, when you are told you haven't performed up to expectation, the criticism strikes at the heart of who you are and what you do. You take it personal. This is about your person. They are telling you you don't deliver. They are I don't believe any company will stand up and tell you you are useless. No. Don't listen to wrong vibes and vain imaginations. Listen to the brief that has been given to you, even if they are performance-related. Because when you hear the criticism that is about your performance, it strikes at the heart of who you are, your very core, and what you do. You cannot justify or rationalize the action the company has taken. And so you are likely to respond with rage against the company or yourself. In either instance, you are making it more difficult for you to learn in this particular passage. So let's go to solutions. How do I grow from being diminished? How do I get myself out of this kind of cesspool? Whether you are let go or you don't receive the promotion you have hoped for, you can take a number of steps to make sure this is a productive passage in your personal and professional life. First and foremost, you must recognize that this is a transition. You must recognize that this is a passage. Like all the others, it happens to the vast majority of leaders if they work long enough. If you work long enough, you will experience one of the four things I said. In fact, it generally happens more than once. So beyond this whole general recognition, these are some of the tips I'll give to you. Number one, refuse to allow the event to define you. You know, I've said this over and over, and I've offered this advice about the significant failure and the bad boss passages, but it is especially relevant here. When I coach leaders who have been fired, I emphasize to them that they are more than the sum of their work roles and responsibilities. They are community leaders, they are parents, they are spouses, they are siblings, they are children, they are, you know, they are grandparents and many other identities. They're, you have many identities, more than what? So keep a sense of perspective about all the different aspects of you, yourself, and refuse to globalize and catastrophize a single negative event. That you got fired now does not mean that you are, you are no longer a community leader, you are no longer a sibling, you are no longer a spouse, you are no longer a child, you are no longer a grandparent. I mean, I could go on and on. There are other roles and responsibilities where you are taking on and doing well. So why would you take one single negative one and allow it to form a catastrophe? No, move on, let go. Number two, you must understand why it happened. What you learn from this experience depends on the effort you put into grasping the learning the experience has provided. You need to be brutally frank with yourself, which is something that senior leaders are discouraged from doing. If you made a significant mistake that directly caused you to be fired or overlooked, admit this mistake and probe the missing ingredients. Is the skill set at your executive level shifting or growing? Very many people have maxed out. They are at the diminishing return stage. 
but they don't want to accept. Is this experience part of a pattern in your career? Failure to execute, inability to think strategically, or is it an unwillingness to build a team or some other common executive misstep? Do you recognize the conditions? Are you aware that you may be in denial about a given event or blaming others? Don't settle for the easy explanation. Many of us settle for the easy explanation. You want the easy way out. You don't want the tough, rigor, analytics about this situation. Ask yourself and others what really transpired to cause you to be fired or ignored for a key position. Why? And then work hard to get the right data. And then, just like Jessica, analyze them rigorously. It will be painful. It will be very heart-wrenching. But it is what great leaders do in this passage. That I can tell you. Get a coach. A good one. Make sure you are able to sit with someone who can help you through this process. Friends, I'm sure you know that time isn't our friend. We were back on the same trajectory and will continue on Thursday. Thank you for listening. Goodbye and God bless. And that was Navigate with ID.